Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show, with you till the top of the hour. And we've got a lot of a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's get right to it. First, joining us from Swan Financial, Steve Phillips is in for Randy Rocky. You can reach Randy and everybody over there at 645-0736. Also here joining us is Lee Harris from Limestone Title and Escrow. Lee, thanks for joining us. You can reach her as legal counsel for Limestone and her cell phone. It really does work. 649-7964. Lee, good to have you with us coming up a little later on on today's show 13 reasons you really need to do a better job cleaning your grill well i just got done cleaning my grill Good. so Good. oh this, this works season, yeah it was happy. it was about a season and a half overdue um <laughs> and it was gross to get in yeah. there but it was well worth doing and that's my son- every 10 years whether it needs it or not that's right yeah uh, oh that's- we need to see more than that that's my son greg who does our marketing photography and so much more and you can reach me bob Sekoler. At three seven six five four eight three, and we're continually looking for homes to list. So you can reach me again three seven six five four eight three. Okay, listen, a lot of stuff going on in the past couple of days, and the number one thing, and Lee, I don't know how much you're in on this, pushing off of forbearance and foreclosures. It's trying to get relief still for the people who can't come up with the rent. And we could do a whole show on this, Bob. You know, there's. I go back and forth. I've been having a lot of discussions, even on my social media channels about um, rent support. And if you need if you need rental support, first and foremost, there is a link. If you go to Greg Sekoler or the Sekoler team um, social media pages, we have a link to the Louisville.gov uh, page that does have some rental assistance programs out there. And, you know, the government let a couple of days lapse before the moratorium and then it came back. And so but, but, what Bob was mentioning, too, is there's two sides of the fence, right? There is the landlords who are owed this rent who now may go into foreclosure because they're still not getting this rent. Is there protections for them? Um, And then you have tenants. You certainly don't want to be putting people out into the street during a pandemic. So the question is, are you protected under the new eviction plan? And here's what is important. The new order covers renters in areas experiencing substantial and high levels of coronavirus cases. Now, you got to go to the CDC website to see if the Louisville and Southern Indiana area is affected by this. If we have a high level or substantial level, uh, some 80% of counties in the country are pretty much covered by this new edict. You'll lose protection if your county has 14 consecutive days that fall below those levels. That's according to a professor at Wake Forest University. And as a result, she is saying that it is more important to monitor the COVID rates in your community for a so variety they're saying of this, this moratorium is is based off of your local municipalities uh, virus levels, then, if that's what yeah, is the, right. that's what yeah. they're saying to read into, which is very interesting yep. um, to see that in maybe different states or different cities are going to be moving in and out of this at different rates. To be eligible, you also have to meet the requirements of the former eviction ban such as having earned less than $99,000 in 2020 or 2021. I think that may double if you're married, so be concerned about that. And in addition, you need to attest that you've experienced a financial hardship during 
the coronavirus pandemic and that you've applied for rental assistance and that eviction could lead to you becoming homeless or needing to double up with others. Well, so, and let's face it, this money is not going, this money is still going to be due. And now, and people who aren't right. paying rent are only going to be pushing this, kicking this barrel down the road. And right. in a couple of months, when we see where we are, there's only going to be more money and more foreclosures. So we got to pay attention to this. Unless the government comes forward and helps exactly. bail out those who are behind. So, Steve, I'm going to get to you in a second. Lee Harris, so from your perspective, a legal perspective, the people who own the homes are going absolutely crazy that they're not getting any income from these renters. Anything that can be done, Lee, on this? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it is. It's a very hard uh, balance because I've, I'm in both positions. I'm also a landlord, and huh. I understand, but I also understand that I don't want the people who I care about, you know, to not have a home. So, um, you know, cause I have good tenants and I want them to, to stay there. So that right now, I don't know that there's a lot that landlords can do except for what Greg was talking about, which is all of this is getting added on to the end. So it's not that they're not due the money. It's just that they they can't get it right now. And I understand that some people after all this time, it's going to be difficult on them to come up with the extra money to pay their own mortgage, plus mm-hmm. their rental property mortgages. Um, and if it, that assistance could help both sides, that could be the one thing that could help both sides. Yeah. It could help the renters to, you know, be able to pay down that debt at the end and it could pay back those landlords who've been out so much money. And so, you know, that's probably the only thing that really is going to help because we know probably that someone who hasn't been working or hasn't had enough money for a year, year and a half, it's not all of a sudden going to come up with a lump sum payment of 18 right. month rent. Well, and, so. there, and that's what, that's where I was. I had this conversation where there has to be a weaning, not just to cut off and let's throw everybody in the garbage and hopefully the system, and you got to look at the system and who created the system and how we get out of it. Right. And, and, and so when you have the unemployment insurance coming in and hopefully that would be able to pay, if you're a landlord, hopefully you can help direct your tenants to some sort of these forgiveness programs. And you have knowledge to hopefully put money in their pockets, which comes back to you directly rather than a stimulus check, which may not go to you because, you know, face it in Bob's trying to stay neutral. And I'll say it. A lot mm-hmm. of people feel like, Oh, well, why aren't these people giving that money to their, their landlords? Well, you could be a single income family with multiple kids and you've got a really hard time keeping a roof over your head, keeping food in their mouths, paying for school supplies. So let's, you could go down that route, but a majority is how do you wean these people off the system that the system created? And hopefully the forbearance programs will help extend that. When we get out of this mess, we just need direction and foresight from our people who created it. For the tenants, I would say definitely apply for these programs because the one thing that I have heard over this in, over this past year and a half from landlords is you know that that the tenants aren't aren't you know, finishing the uh, the application process and there is money sitting there waiting for them. Mm-hmm. So if if you if you haven't done it and you're a tenant, take the time to do it and then maybe you can start knocking off some of this debt. Congress has allocated more than forty five million dollars in rental assistance to address the crisis and only a sliver of the money has actually been so far. So if you're approved for relief, you could get up to 18, 18 months of rent covered. That's a plus, but you need to apply for the rental assistance. That's the first thing. The second thing from Steve over at Swan, is there a concern for people who own rental properties that they could be foreclosed on because they're not able to pay the mortgages on those rental properties. What are you hearing from your colleagues around the country? 
Well, for the most part, I mean, you know, if the banks are in the business of making, you know, getting your payments on a monthly basis, and if they don't get them, then there is that foreclosure process they're going to start. Um, as far as, you know, what is going to occur with uh, the benefit package that Congress does end up giving out for this type of uh, benefit that's very much needed, um, I don't know exactly how that's going to impact them. I can't say long range or long term, you know, with regards to this, we are probably seeing a higher foreclosure rate coming for that reason. How big of it? How much is it? How prolonged is it? That's uncertain. But uh, the, the outcome is, is if these payments aren't going to get made, somebody is going to have to have actually taken. And unfortunately, at the end of the day, the landlords, the tenants, those are the ones that are going to be harmed. I got to believe that the the tenants are I, the worst scenario would be tenants get the money and they keep it or the people who are renting or they give it to the landlord so they pay the mortgage and then they still get foreclosed on because they're already had foreclosure proceedings started against owners that's the worst case scenario yeah well, go ahead greg and my thing is you know and i, I want to point out to it's louisville.gov it's called neighborhood place if you go to the web louisville.gov's website there is direction to help if you need rental assistance to apply well i want to know why aren't landlords given it an ability to apply for rental assistance you yeah, don't need yeah. your tenant to do it or a moratorium for anybody who wants to see a replay of today's show and get maybe more insight as to what's going on louisvilleanswers.com is a redirect that takes you to our YouTube channel. Also, if you want to see what people are saying about us, you can go to louisvillezillow.com to read our reviews. And if you want to see some video of people uh, who have sold their homes using us, go to louisvillesellerstalk.com. And by the way, if you need us to come out and help you get your home sold, go to louisvillehousedoctors.com. Yes, we make house calls. All right. Again, yeah. Later on, just a little bit later on, uh, reasons to clean your grill. First, let's go to some of the questions. Again, we're using we're doing this over uh, Zoom because of the COVID. We're still in a COVID situation, so we're not back in the studio. So we ask any of our listeners who want to send get a question on the air, send it to me, Bob at we sell Louisville.com. In the subject line, say radio question, and then just simply put the question in the body of the email. Let's start with you, Lee. Uh, we heard about this several times. Actually, this is becoming a more and more uh, common question. Patrick, having a home built builder was supposed to be finished by September, but is now letting him know that he as the builder is going to need three more months because of the shortage of wood and the shortage of manpower. And apparently uh, Patrick has already given notice to his landlord and has to be out at the end of uh, next month. Uh, so is there anything he can do at this point? He's kind of in a bind. Thoughts? Um, yes, I've been hearing that a lot because there is a shortage of a lot of things out there. And a lot of the things have also gotten more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so houses that you know could have been built for X dollars two years ago are now X plus a lot more. Right. So um, I'm sorry, Patrick, that there's not much you could do. Obviously, if the house isn't done, it's not done. It's like getting blood from a turnip. You can't get blood from a turnip, right? So um, the first thing I would do is go to your landlord and try to extend your lease. If not, um, if you have family and friends, alert them. We, I might be staying with you for a couple months or you can get a long-term uh, hotel or you know maybe a short-term lease at an Airbnb or a short-term lease somewhere else. But it's, it's a problem that, that doesn't have a practical solution because the house is not going to be ready to live in and therefore you can't live in it. And obviously you can't close on it. Um, until it is, has a certificate of occupancy and is ready to go. 
And there's no legal action you can take against the builder, essentially. Right. Yep. Right. Uh, All right. Well, let's get one mortgage question before we take a break. Steve Phillips over at Swan. Question from Oscar. He made a mortgage payment. Apparently, the mortgage company is saying they never received that payment. And now Oscar is afraid it's going to impact his credit score when he applies for a new loan with the house he's about to buy. But there is some good news, right? If he's behind what, how long before it hits his credit rating? Yeah, so you can be late as long as you're not more than 30 days late. That's what will trigger the, the hit to the credit score. So technically, on a 30-year loan, if you paid your mortgage on the 29th of every month, you would never have a late mark on your credit. So depending upon when that payment was versus or when it was due versus when you made it, that's going to trigger the yes or no to whether it's impacting his credit. The advice is reach out to his mortgage company if he hasn't already done it, obviously, mm-hmm. and, and get the payment made excuse me, get the payment made as fast as possible. Um, if it's if this was the July payment he's talking about, the damage may already be done. You can possibly, depending upon your relationship with them, sweet talk them, maybe go up a few chains of command and possibly get something worked out with them if this was a one-time event. Yeah, especially if you have proof that you sent that mortgage payment in. So maybe it was an electronic transfer. I don't know how, yes. but that could help you with your case against them removing a black mark if you're over that 30-day uh, late notice, right? So that, that some good news for, uh, for Oscar. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about your grill. Uh, I read this. I went, oh, my goodness, I have to do this. So I'll <laughs> read it to you. Really, and You want to do whatever it is. <laughs> it, it is. Yeah, it's an eye-opener. With us, in for Randy Rocky over at Swan Financial, is Steve Phillips, who's also a loan officer over there. And you can reach Steve at, uh, and Randy at 6450736. Also, we've got Lee Harris Legal Counsel over at Limestone Title and Escrow. And her direct cell phone number is 649-7964. My son, Greg, does our marketing photography and so much more is with us as well. And then you can reach me, Bob Sikola, anytime on my cell phone, 376-5483. We are back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. Need a home loan or refinancing? You need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial. Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor. Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and 26362. Equal housing opportunity. Call for additional cost information, other restrictions may apply. In the real estate market, sellers and buyers have great expectations. And as a real estate agent, you take pride in fulfilling them. But some things are beyond your control. So what can you do? Choose Home Warranty of America's 13-month plans. HWA plans cover the home buyer against any breakdowns or repairs, keeping you and your clients safe from any covered claims. We offer comprehensive plans with competitive pricing, and our dedicated team will work with you every step of the way. To learn more, contact HWA today. This is Lee Harris, owner and attorney at Limestone Title and Escrow here in Louisville, Kentucky. We are an experienced team of processors and attorneys who will be happy 
happy to help you with your closing needs. We are known for our flexible closing times. We're open to nights and weekends, whatever suits you or your clients. We can help you provide a smooth and quick closing and help with difficult situations based upon our history of expertise and experience in closings. Call us anytime at 502-632-2277. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. I'm constantly asked by news sources how to best navigate today's real estate market. I call the brightest agents in the business to get their input. Hi, Bob. What's going on in Louisville? Hi, Barbara. The Louisville real estate market is hotter than we've ever seen it. I'm so happy to hear that. With our exclusive marketing plan, we can get sellers top dollar right now. Get the best advice from my friend, Bob Sekoler. Go to WeSellLouisville.com. Be safe and smart. News Radio 840 WHAS, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you to the top of the hour with us. We've got Lee Harris, legal counsel over at Limestone Title and Escrow, does such a great job. She was a former uh, legal counsel for uh, the Kentucky Real Estate Commission. You can reach her on her cell phone. She's great. They do great closings, and she's very knowledgeable in a variety of ways. And you can reach her at 649-7964. Also, in for Randy Rocky over at Swan Financial, loan officer Steve Phillips. And you can reach Randy and Steve at 6450736. My son, Greg, who does our photography and marketing and so much more, is with us as well. And you can reach me because we're constantly looking for homes to sell. We've got a lot of buyers. You won't believe how many buyers. And we would love to be able to put them in contact with you as a seller, you can reach me at 376-5483. All right. Went out to my grill the other day, went to turn it on. It didn't go on with the automatic igniter. I looked in it deeply and I said, oh, there's a problem here. There's a lot of stuff that's in there. So here are some reasons that we should all be cleaning our grill. And Greg is the poster child for having just done this. <laughs> it was right. it was a process. Well, it was I, I bought myself a uh, pressure washer for Father's Day. And oh. then I was like, oh, you know what? I haven't cleaned my grill. Let me do that. And let me just tell you, it's a dirty job, but someone's got to do it. Yep. And it needs to be done. So the first thing you want to eliminate built up carcinogen. So mm-hmm. even if you dutifully scrape your grill after each and every use over time, carcinogens can build up on the grates and be transferred to the food during the cooking process, which could pose health risks. So one of the most effective ways to rid your grill meats of carcinogens is to clean off your grill. So be sure to do that. Clean grills have more longevity. Yes, of course, that's pretty natural. You would think we would know that, but you clean them, they'll, they'll last longer. Prevent bacteria from contaminating your food. Now, look, the carcinogens are one thing, but there's bacteria that could be growing on the grill uh, after you turn it off. So you won't want to put a food on a pan that you hadn't washed. Right. So it's the same thing with the grill. In theory, your meat will taste better. I mean, there's nothing like uh, the taste of a freshly grilled hamburger, except if it has the remnants of the other night's teriyaki pork chop marinade on it. So clean See, that. But, you know, that just added flavor. Oh, I know there's I know there's some who are going to debate you. It's like a, a good cast iron skillet that you never yeah. really, truly like scrub with soap. So you got to have some flavor yeah. built in. Yeah, that's gross. You could be <laughs> attracting pests, just so you know. It's a dark yes. private space. Flies. I don't know if you remember this, Greg, but many years ago, I went to open the grill uh, when you and my your daughters, your my daughters, your sisters were still living at home. 
and inside was a little varmint that had taken up residence. So yeah, that that's. I, don't know if I remember thing. that. I remember like bees going into. I feel like I had okay. a wasp nest in one. We haven't used it for a while. <laughs> you uh, your grill will heat up faster if it's clean. Excess yes. grease can cause flare ups on your food. So that's well, a, and the distributed heat too, right? You want to right. clean cooking service, so that that affects it. You can prevent rust, which is not only unsightly on a grill, but it's also unsafe for your family if ingested. So you want to get rid of that. Yeah. You can prevent scale from getting on your food. Cleaning out your grill also means paying attention to all parts of the grill, not just the interior. Yeah, like Something. the drip pan in the bottom. That's the, oh, that's the terrible. that's the gross yeah, one that gets all the flies. You gotta you gotta get the re, the replacements. Something I'm called getting, yeah, goodly. I'm getting a lesson out of this, which is don't use my grill. <laughs> no, clean. Have your husband clean the grill. Oh, it's a lot of maintenance. That's all. That's why it's not you know. <laughs> Something called scale, which is a buildup of carbon and soot on the hood. And I've seen this on mine mm -hmm. and the sides can leak into the inside and get on your food. Not exactly the most appetizing Ooh. or helpful. Routine cleaning can help you spot grill damage. Yeah, that's that's a concern. You can prevent mold growth if you're cleaning your your grill, which let's face it, your food's nearby, even if it's cooked. Reduce your chances of cross-contamination and causes of food poisoning it can be especially prevalent when you're grilling and then finally you won't if your grill is filthy i will attest to this if the grates are filthy you will not get those crisp coveted lines. grill mm -hmm. marks and lines mm -hmm. on your meat so those are some really good reasons why and really important be careful yeah. this is going a lot around a lot be careful the type of brush you use because oh, there's yeah. some of those really cheap bristle ones that fall yep. off and there's been reports of like the little metal shards people oh, yeah. eating them and going to the hot it careful yep. yeah yep that's a great point like glad you brought ones. that up yeah be careful that of what you're uh, they've got those new like they're not metal they're like a material it's like that holds water in them but it's like a really rough like a like a really rough sponge that doesn't mm. burn oh. you dip it in water and then you rub it across the front of the grate and it uses steam it's they're actually pretty cool Let's move on. Uh, questions uh, from uh, our listeners. This again for Lee, a local real estate agent is writing this one. So uh, the agent wants to remain uh, anonymous, nameless. Yeah. Uh, she's saying her clients are insisting that she write offers on a number of different homes at the same time. Apparently these buyers have lost out on a number of offers. So they're hoping they can hedge the odds against them losing but uh, out to offers that um, by writing multiple offers, mind you, the market has slowed down. I, hopefully, I think we can all agree we've seen a little it bit a as little. people are going back to to school. Uh, I think that mm -hmm. people are a little bit fed up with the market in general. Everyone's right. kind of taking yeah, a, a lot of that fatigue. There is mm -hmm. fatigue, but it, uh, let me tell you, if you're out there thinking about whether you should get back in the search for a home, now's the time. The number of homes up above sixteen hundred consistently now. And uh, there are fewer buyers out there. So this is the time to think about it anyway. So going back to this agent, uh, she's afraid that she'll lose the clients if she doesn't go along with their plans. But she knows it's not necessarily the right thing from a legal perspective. Lee, what would you say? Uh, it's dangerous for the buyer uh, because let's say they did put out, uh, you know, th three or four offers on different homes that they would be willing to take, you know, if they if they got that one. And their plan, obviously, is if they get one of those to then withdraw the other offers. Well, the danger for the buyer is that 
they could get two or three or four acceptances before they've withdrawn them. Then they literally have three, two or three or four binding contracts on properties and all of those sellers would have the right to enforce those contracts and therefore seek damages. Let's say they had other buyers out there that, you know, they didn't pick and they went away and they have, you know, now they don't have any buyers anymore. They were going to sell it very quickly. I mean, it's a very, it's a very dangerous thing to do. Um, you know, she can remain anonymous if she wants to tell her clients to call me. I'll be happy to, you know, tell them the, the cons of that. Um, and the other people are going to feel, the, the sellers and the agents on the other side are going to feel like they're being sort of, um, you know, uh, manipulated. Toilet. Yeah, right, I've, got, exactly. I've got an idea if I made it to, squat, to, to, to settle this. And this could be good for across the nation, right? So you have this force of the hand because clients are getting upset. They're getting annoyed. Listen, I can tell my client, you want to write four offers. You got, you got 400 times four for inspections. You're going to have to back out of three of them if you really want to. But if our board went ahead and made a mandatory question that the sell, that the, that the, now you can say as your agent, you say, well, listen, our board mandates that we specify, specify if we're making any other offers currently at the same time. So you put, you do a very simple check form on the, on the, the MLS comp, uh, contract that says, do you currently have any other offers outstanding in the mark in the current real estate market, Louisville, Kentucky? Yes or no. And then you could see that as a contingency. So you could still accept it with that saying yes. Uh, and you could say, Oh no, they, their fish might be in some other barrels. We're not going to look at your offer. It's not a strong offer or we have no offers and we'll go ahead and look at it and, and take this offer. Yeah. We could bring it in that click. It's a definite concern, and I think it's to be more of an issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, one more question. Hopefully, we've got time for this. Uh, uh, this is going over to you, Steve. Uh, Sammy applied for a mortgage. Uh, he paid a fee to lock in the rate. The closing took longer than normal, and then the rate lock expired. So the rate actually went down, and the lender is apparently refusing to give Sammy the lower rate. Is that ethical? So let's take this on at a couple of different things. Mm. Explain what a rate lock is, Steve. Certainly. So when you get a contract on the home, uh, the lender is going to basically lock that rate in for that day's pricing. When you sign the papers and you agree to that rate, that's good for your budget, the payment you're comfortable with. Uh, the lender will lock that in. It'll protect you from any increases to the market uh, rates, uh, which in this environment is a good thing. So in this time, uh, that that rate lock is locked for a certain period of time, depending upon what they lock it in for. Um, unfortunately, paying to rate lock is, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that he had to pay that because certainly that's not what I would consider to be standard procedure for the most part in today's industry. Um, we, we as one, we have zero dollars in closing costs we charge our client specifically anything up front. Um, we just, you know, we get paid by the lender, so we don't have client costs that we charge our clients, but to charge them to do something as simple as rate lock in, unfortunately it, it, it has happened and there's not much you can do about that part. Moving forward with what is his repercussion with regards to not getting the ability to get the lower rate, mm-hmm. uh, you know, generally when you do miss a rate lock, the investor is going to penalize you. Even if the rates have gone down, um, they will look at what is called worst case pricing or worst case scenario, which means what is worst case, um, the rate that the day is or the rate that you locked it in at initial. And in this case, because the banks don't do this out of the goodness of their heart, they are going to consider uh, what is best for them. So even if the rates did come out, uh, come down, if the rate lock expires, you're still going to be stuck with a higher rate. 
Boy, I, I feel sorry for Sammy, but at, at least we understand what was going on there, Steve. Really, a very good yeah. explanation. All right, so we are out of time on today's show. Again, a reminder, if you want to see what people are saying about us as a team, the Socolar team, go to LouisvilleZillow.com. If you want to watch some of the reviews, head to Louisville Sellers Talk. And by the way, if you want to sign up for our new newsletter, go to SocolarTeam.com or we're selling louisville.com. Are these enough URLs for you? Enough websites? We've got a lot of websites. Um, our thanks goes out to uh, Steve Phillips, who's been filling in for Randy Rocky, who has a couple of weeks off. He's probably busy on vacation. Uh, over at Swan Financial, you can reach Randy and Steve at 6450736. Lee Harris, my dear Lee, who's over at Limestone Title and Escrow and legal counsel and does a great job for closings. And so does everybody over at Limestone. And you can reach Lee on her phone. This really is her cell phone. 649-7964. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Lee. Thank you. And my, my thanks to my son, Greg, who does our marketing, photography, and so much more. If you only knew. If I only knew. <laughs> and cleans grills, apparently. And he does. Bob hey, knows. Bob knows. I got it. Yes, he does. <laughs> and you can reach me anytime on my cell phone at 376-5483. Again, 376-5483. For anybody who wants to see a replay of today's show and get maybe more insight as to what's going on, LouisvilleAnswers.com is a redirect that takes you to our YouTube channel. Also, if you want to see what people are saying about us, you can go to LouisvilleZillow.com to read our reviews. And if you want to see some video of people uh, who have sold their homes using us, go to LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. And by the way, if you need us to come out and help you get your home sold, go to LouisvilleHouseDoctors.com. Yes, we make house calls. We are out of time. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.